0: This is the DLR cast, the essential podcast for fans of Diamond David Lee Roth. Hey, Darren, what's happening? Good to see you again. We are once again back ostensibly live on the DLR cast. Good to see you, my friend. Good to yeah. hear you.
1: Likewise. Live to tape, right?
0: Live to tape. And, you know, I as usual, I get a little introspective before these for our podcast here, thinking about a bunch of different things. And I realized very recently I know I ain't lucky in nothing, and that's a constant unemployment line, my friend.
1: Is that on a little ain't enough?
0: Oh, you are good. Yes, you. Yes, indeed, man. <laughs> From a little luck.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's certain eras of David Lee Roth lyrics that you're like, oh, he's talking about uh, luck. Okay, that's gonna be a little ain't enough. Okay, he's talking about this. That's gonna be eat him and smile. He's weird. Okay, that's gonna be this album. <laughs> This That's
0: sal- what I find. yeah i wouldn't this album i'll tell you with the lyrics some of them are a little auto maybe perhaps a little autobiographical i love some of the lyrics on this album i mean everybody's got the monkey and then big train which is just has got one of my all-time favorite dave lyrics actually i was gonna well going back to this one with a little luck, it follows. I mean, is this autobiographical? I don't know. You tell me, I know I ain't lucky in nothing. Well, that's a constant employment line, and I know I ain't lucky in loving. I spent a year there last night. I mean, come on. <laughs>
1: uh, I would say he actually is very lucky because he was born into a very good family that oh, had- yeah. Van Halen could rehearse in, and, and therefore he owned the PA that brought him into <laughs> Van Halen. Uh, that aside, he did work very hard once he had that luck.
0: Yeah, we talk about this track a lot because he played it when he was on the road when he was doing Las Vegas last year before the pandemic, the song Big Train from that same album. And it's got one of my favorite lyrics, at least on the lyric sheet, that he doesn't quite spit out. And he goes, he goes, I know fast living. I know wine, women and songs become a long locomotive for me. That train be rolling, not me. I'm going before this is the best part. I'm going for wine, women, wine and women turn into beer, the old lady and TV. I first time I heard that I was trying to read along with it and he couldn't quite because it's that's a really fast up tempo song right and the lyrics are just spitting out but to me man that is modern day poetry right there are you kidding me
1: that's uh, not too far off from his quote about the perfect woman uh, turning into a pizza at 4 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a thing in his autobiography <laughs> that you know the perfect woman does this this and this and then turns into a pizza at four in the morning.
0: But I absolutely absolutely love that. I mean, the ideal, the dream is fast living, wine, women and songs. Right. And then, you know, ultimately, what's it going to turn into the beer old lady on TV? So (laughs) what what do you want to avoid?
1: It's it's like uh, he always said, Sammy Hagar likes to party. I am the party
0: exactly so not much new on the david lee roth uh news front he did have a really cool there was a cool picture of a, most recently of his facebook post of a, of a shot of him with what looks like his uh his dancing shoes his yeah. most recent image up there he put up there that was basically like got the it said something about got the vaccination at cvs we'll see you soon now to which <laughs> more to come it's not like this easier. but to which the idea that David Lee Roth walked into his local CVS in Pasadena. It just <laughs> makes me go, what?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, sometimes you don't know if he's kidding or not with, with I, stuff. There, There's such a drought of news, but in taping, you know, four to eight interviews a week lately, I do what I can to bring up Roth. And I was able to bring him up to um, Joey Allen from Warren because – they were on some dates on the little lane enough European tour, but they had to, to bail off of it because Janie Lane got hurt in the middle of the tour and had oh, some wow. problems. And I think after four or five shows, they bailed, but that's, that's what I'm trying to bring into the world of, Hey, can I pump all these people for <laughs> Dave anecdotes? And usually it's pretty successful. It seems like everyone met him at some point. i got to do with bill from firehouse today, but
0: <laughs> uh, Leverty.
1: yeah, exactly. The, amazingly nice and talented Bill Leverty. And yeah. I get, if we tape a part two, it'll go on this podcast and there'll be some Roth questions.
0: They really are about the nicest guys in the world. I dealt with them many, many years ago back on their first album, just the coolest guys. But when, I'll tell you, well, we know this, when there is new David Lee Roth news, we'll at least try to break it here <laughs> first, or maybe third, but at least talk about it the most and have the best amount of laughs. And certainly the people that you get, that we, you and I interview, you interview solo, I mean, there's no there's such a willingness to talk about this guy. It's amazing how many people he's influenced. That's part of the reason for this podcast but everybody you're right everybody's got a cool fun story about where they were how they're influenced and that my friends here comes steve's great segue (laughs) leads to today's awesome interview with sammy from red rain sammy lee i'm spacing on his last name for a quick second here but sammy lee of all names right from the awesome virginia band red rain and most immediately because i have been digging this now for three or four days these guys are really cool melodic hard rockers they just put a song called not that way mm-hmm. on YouTube a few a few days ago. And man, I can't get this song out of my head. If you like melodic rock, big guitars, huge drums. I don't know much too much about their backstory, but I'm telling you it's been it sounds like they went into a studio and with a big producer. I mean, I just this song is awesome. There's a lyric video out there. I can't sing the song's praises enough. But
1: I'm I'm gonna give uh, Sammy Lee three hooks. To any listener who goes, I don't know who, him, who he is. I don't know Red Rain. First thing is, good guy in a great band. Sure. Second hook, Red Rain has played and toured with a lot of bands that toured with David Lee Roth and Van Halen at some point in their career. And the third thing is he knows a lot more about David Lee Roth and Van Halen than I do, and that says a lot.
0: <laughs> he, he really knows the stuff. It's a great interview to listen to. It's really cool. I'm kicking myself. I wish I was there. He was a super cool guy. He knows his stuff from back in Eat Him and Smile. He'll go deep with you on a little ain't enough. He knows his stuff, and, of course, he knows David Van Halen too, but he's one of those guys like us that can – wax endlessly about dave solo stuff i really enjoyed the conversation you had with him
1: thank you thank you when you get pitched interviews like i do a lot of people are a lot of the publicists and the representatives of ours to pull the curtain back a little bit are a little desperate to get their artists placed and they go hey he'll talk about anything uh and then you'll go well uh, is he a david lee roth or a van halen fan and they go oh huge and Half the time that people have done that to me, we haven't been able to use the interviews because they'll go, I love Van Halen. Cool. You know, what's uh, your favorite song? Uh, Jump. And you go, (laughs) okay. Um, So you ever see Van Halen live? No, but I hope to one day. Well, they're not touring. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that happens and then when you talk to somebody like sammy you quickly realize oh he know he's been there this whole ride he's not just the musician who can play all the songs he has all the albums he has all the bootlegs
0: got to give these guys props i mean and and sammy one it's a fun re- interview but let's make sure we give plenty of props to red rain themselves they just put out an, an album back in february called red rain and you mentioned that they toured everybody they have opened for tesla Dockin, jackal lita ford a bunch to hard rock folks that have been around they're from richmond virginia and i'm telling you these guys they really should be huge i mean big guitar riffs it's fun sort of 80s you know sounding but not it's doesn't it's not a throwback it nods a bit to those big choruses big you know melodic rock bands that i love so much i can i bet these guys kill live opening for bands like that i really would like to see them if they ever make it to the midwest
1: yeah, there's always a chance that they will. They're, you know, getting bigger by the week. I recommend them. This isn't just one of those GGBB uh, principles, the good guys, bad band scenarios. No, good <laughs> guys, good band, GGGB. So pleasure speaking with him. We could have spoken another 90 minutes. Maybe we have to do a part two where you ask him to pick all of his favorite songs from the different albums, whatever you- it is.
0: I'll tell you what. You and I talk about this. You know what we should do? Get him to do a part two. And we do your five most underrated David Lee tracks because he went straight into talking about the DLR band. And a lot of folks don't know that record. And I would love to do a deep dive into that record, because when you think of it, that record came out at a really weird time. He didn't tour for it. It was just, it was very, it was very quick. Uh, You and him bring up an, you surprise him with an anecdote that I won't give away here about the recording of the album that I did not know, and John 5. So yeah, so let's put a pin in it, make a note, put on a post note, write it down, do something with it, get him back. I want to talk to him and we'll do your five, uh, I just have it in my head, it could be anything, but underrated Dave tracks. So maybe we just do a deep dive into the DLR band album. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Whatever it is, that sounds great. So thanks to everyone for listening to this one, as always.
0: Yeah. And here is Sammy from Red Rain. Enjoy.
1: Leading into it here, thank you for doing this for the DLR cast. But when you speak to somebody named Sammy Lee, uh, (laughs) is that just irony when you add together Sammy Hagar and David Lee Roth? I mean, your real name is Sam, right?
2: My real name is Sam. Lee came from David Lee.
1: Really? Oh, so that is the case.
2: Yep. So, well, so it's a mixture of David Lee Roth, obviously, and it's a mixture of Tommy Lee because Tommy's a drummer. So when we were, when I was younger and we formed this band, I mean, I'm talking years ago, uh, this high school band, I was, in, we, we were kind of making up fake names and um, uh, I just went with Sammy Lee and, and I used, uh, so my real name is Benheim. So I used Sammy Lee Bender <laughs> and then, and then I, when I was in college, I was in a fraternity and everybody would call me the rocker because we I played a lot around in our time. So then it went from Sammy Lee Benner to Sammy Lee Rocker, which was funny. And I was like, well, that just is, that's
1: cheesier than just Sammy Lee. So I, I was like, I'll just call myself Sammy Lee. That works. Well, there's no doubt that you guys are Van Halen fans. Obviously, uh, Bubba doing Eruption on I believe <laughs> that's on your Facebook. You it know, was. That was the night that was the night uh, Eddie passed we had band practice yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. now in terms of uh, fans of Van Halen everyone loves Van Halen if they know who Van Halen is you never know because of Billy Eilish if if people don't know who Van Halen is you never know but, right but in in terms of daily Roth fans I find that there's kind of three sweeping generalization kind of categories there's the first one that goes yeah, I love Daily Roth and you go, oh what's your favorite Roth song and they go uh, just to jiggle (laughs) off. Yeah, 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 sure. (laughs) And and then the the next one will go, yeah, I loved Edom and Smile and Skyscraper, and then he lost me. And then the next one goes, oh, I love She's My Machine, and (laughs) i see him on every tour. Which one are you kind of?
2: I am David Lee Roth Van Halen Roth. Um, So, you know, it's funny. I've been doing interviews, obviously, about my band, and every. You know, one thing that everybody will always asks me is, you know, uh, when they I guess they'll do their homework or they ask me. I mean, I'm I'm a monster Van Halen fan. Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll back up by saying, look, I, obviously, I don't know Sammy. Um, I, I love Sammy and some of the things that he did, like Montrose, obviously, was such a great band. And But um, there's only one Van Halen. I, that's just me. And it's David Lee Roth. Um, outside of that, since we're going to go down that route, is we all know that if you're what I call purist Van Halen fan, there's no greater album than Van Halen 1. We know this. That's, so when you ask me what my favorite song is, I take that out of the equation because they're all great songs and that's the, that's the mountain, that's the king. But my favorite album is Women and Children First and my favorite song is In a
1: Simple Rhyme. Wow, you and Chuck Klosterman both. Yep. Are, are in a simple rhyme people That I knew that because that Time Life magazine Special Van Halen issue that came out I guess a month or two ago His like number one song Was in a simple rhyme Yet have you once heard that song ever on the radio? No, no Which is crazy And you know what? You know what's really
2: uh, fascinating about that song Is when they went on tour Was it um I don't now, see, I, now my timeline's always good. I can't remember if it was the 2007 or the 2012 one, but uh, they played – I think it was the, the, the second tour, not the reunion tour, the first one. I think it was the um, – a different – kind. but they played In a Simple Rhyme live. And that was the first time they did that in seven, since 79.
1: I didn't realize – right, Not
2: 79. Not 79. Excuse me. Women and Children came out
1: in 80. But since since Women and Children first came out. Eesh. The fact that you just corrected yourself on an album release here <laughs> itself is pretty impressive. I, yeah,
2: I'm sorry. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking too fast. But that is what's so great about that song, in my opinion, is first of all, the melody is, is is great. David Lee Roth, in my opinion, one of the best songs he sang on. And the guitar solo is just awesome. And it is, it's, pr- you know, I, I look, I'm, I, I'm a drummer, but uh, I think it's probably one of Eddie's at least top five, top eight guitar solos that he did.
1: That's a lot coming from him, <laughs> yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah.
2: I mean, that's and again, that's uh, obviously, I have to say, that's my opinion, and that's that's personally my opinion, but I, I it's just a great song from beginning because it starts obviously, you know, a little melody, a little melodic, and then it gets heavy, sure. and then it breaks down then it's got the breakdown where you know it it slows down again and there's just like a nice little piece there before it just revs right back up it's a great
1: song really is which uh, comes off a great album well the small world nature of it all is that your band red rain has played with a lot of bands actually toured with van halen docken was on the monsters of rock tour tesla well they were on the the smile tour i believe um
2: I don't know if they were, they weren't. I mean, when I saw the Eatham and Smile tour, it was Cinderella. So I don't I don't I don't know if it was that or Sky School. See, no, I never saw Tesla with David Lee Ross, so I don't know. I don't know which one it was.
1: But you but did. Yeah, they were. Eat him and Smile Tour. Okay. Do you uh-huh. remember the show or is it just it was a foggy night? Absolutely remember it. And I'll tell you the funny
2: part too is the first show he ever kicked off for Edom and Smile was in Hampton, Virginia.
1: Wow, was that the the Hampton Coliseum, the one that Fish does all the stuff at? Okay. Yep,
2: yep. And I, I was there;
1: it was great. Now, did you go because you were just such a big Van Halen fan, or you just went to a lot of shows in general? So
2: um, no, I, I went. You know, I went. I think you know it's funny being in, in a band and 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 Red Reigns on a different plane than the, sort of the other bands I was in, but. I went to see bands that I wanted to see. I didn't just go to a show to go to a show. Uh, well, for the most part, sometimes I did, but very rare, but no, uh, when Van Halen split, I went with David Lee Roth. So I, um, I I followed everything that he's
1: done. So So the DLR band album, that's still, you were still following at that point.
2: Yep. DL. I, I, um, I followed him. I have followed him up into uh, every album he put out.
1: Now, you would get 10 different answers if you spoke to 10 different people. But do you have a favorite drummer of all of Dave's drummers? Wow. Wow. I thought the obvious answer was Bissonette, but...
2: (laughs) Well, it is. It it really is. But the problem is, is Ray Luzier is just such a badass, you know? Yeah. And I, and I met Ray Luzier uh, and what a, what a, what a great guy he was but um probably Bissonette, if I had to pick between the two but man that is a close call right there but it's those two drummers um but yeah probably Greg Bissonette. I loved I
1: loved his drumming style as well Did you get to see Dave a lot over the years besides the and Smile tour Yes I've seen Dave way more times than I well
2: yeah than Van Halen Hmm. And got a lot of good stories about some
1: Dave shows, too. So I would love to hear that, to say the least. Now, I've always been trying to piece together everything because I'm a little younger than the average David Lee Roth kind of diehard. So the 86 and 88 album tours were full-on arenas. Right. 91 tour and a little ain't enough. I don't find that you really see much footage of that. I can't tell if he was... Still in arenas on that tour or he was he was okay. So did you see any of the a little ain't enough touring? I did. Wow. I did so live. Was he doing the surfboard or the microphone kind of stuff? Um he did the surfboard, he did the boxing ring. You remember the boxing ring? I thought the boxing ring was on the skyscraper tour. as well. It was,
2: it was. Oh, oh you're talking about, Oh, I'm sorry. I, I thought you were talking about all his solo stuff. Um, huh. You know what? Th- that I, I don't know if I remember all the, I, I it might've been the microphone I, I that I don't remember.
1: See, yeah, I, I'll, I'll
2: be, I'll be honest with you. Every Van Halen show I've been to. Yeah. In most of every raw show I've been to, I was stone sober because I didn't <laughs> sure want to. I, I want to remember everything, but as time went on, you know, you had your first beer. You're like, well, that that was pretty good. So, um, yeah. So I don't think I remember. Uh, I want to. You know, I kind of want to say with the
1: microphone, but I, I don't hold me to that one because the narrative that I seem to get is it was like a blank check. Uh, let's make this show as big as possible on the Skyscraper Tour because you had the boxing ring and the surfboard and the right. microphone. And, you know, you, you had Brett Tuggle just having his own riser. And then it seems like maybe they cut the budget a little bit starting in 91. 94, he, we interviewed Ron Wixow on this podcast. He was the touring drummer, but he didn't play on the your Filthy Little Myth album. And it sounds okay. like it was down to full-on clubs, like the biggest club artist ever or he would have been like the smallest theater artist ever right right, right. I, you know I, and, and he never
2: came around here after that so um so I never I never I never saw the, those shows after that
1: so I don't remember any touring in support of the DLR band album except this great concert from Finland that's on like MTV3 Finland or something like that yeah yeah no
2: I saw that yeah it's great And by the way, that, so now if you want to get into a whole nother realm, if we're going to go through the DLR albums, obviously, again, Eat Em Smile, King of the Mountain. Yeah. After that, the DLR album is close first, in my opinion. That album is, it's a kick-ass album.
1: Yeah. Obviously, John Five deserves a lot of credit for that because he played guitar and bass, supposedly all the guitar and bass that day. really so the the story kind of goes i don't know if you ever heard this john five told it on a podcast with chris jericho which was Mm -hmm. that i think there was a problem with how they recorded it that maybe it wasn't synced with the click track and john five had to be out and to the airport at a certain time for a Marilyn manson tour i did hear the story yeah 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 okay yep and dave said something like are you my friend he's like yeah Yeah. of course uh, i'm your friend well then i need you to redo all the guitar and bass and he did it all in a day (laughs) you know what i did i did hear
2: that story yeah that's crazy i did hear that story actually um that's nuts that's just crazy to knock that out like that but i
1: mean john five is awesome he's awesome exactly we hope to have him on here eventually i've interviewed him before and a weird thing about him is a lot of people just are very tight lipped about their time with Dave and he's not, he's just yeah. only has nice things to say, but he's not <laughs> tight lipped.
2: <laughs> yeah. There's not, you know, I, you know, I, I've read some articles with uh, Billy Sheehan and Steve. I, they, they, you know, they, they've never said anything bad, but you're right. I mean, it's not, they'll, they'll say, they'll say a couple of things about the shows and the tours, but you know, there's really not a lot out there about it, but um it's interesting. It really is. It's, it's an interesting uh, vibe, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, now being in the situation we've been in and, and meeting some of the bands that we've been playing with and talking to right. some people that kind of know him. I mean, from what I get from Dave is it's just I mean, he, he's he's a being and sometimes good, sometimes bad.
1: I don't I don't know, but uh, I don't know. It's, it's it's a weird vibe when you talk to people. I get the vibe that he's turned down most things rather than doing most things. He's been very selective, and then he moves on. He does something, and then goes, I did it, let's let's move on to the next thing. Do you get that yeah. impression as well? You know, I, the impression I got really
2: was uh, through, the, through the late 80s and 90s on both ends of Van Halen and, and the Daily Roth. I mean, I, I just came up stumbled across and let me let me interject this because i think that's why answer the question i stumbled across i had read this article before but i stumbled across it again yesterday by accident but it was a it said the caption was uh, pretty much clickbait too but it was like the time i asked david lee roth if he regretted leaving van halen
1: have you heard that that one i haven't seen i've seen a yeah. lot of clickbait in my day but not that one <laughs> yeah and it's so there's
2: really no article it's just the audio And it's like, I I don't remember, you know, four minutes long. And at the very end, like, you know, and you know, Dave is like, so do you regret leaving Van Halen? And, you know, he's off in some tangent about, I don't know, in the Himalayas or whatever he's talking about. then the very end, he's like, you know, mm -hmm, no, I don't regret my time, you know, leaving Van Halen. I I would personally, and again, don't know the people, I think that's probably his biggest regret of all, that the, the Van Halen situation went the way it did and uh because i I think they could have done even greater things and 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 to say that i mean i'd like to be fair i mean again i'm a purist i love david roth but what you know what sammy did stepping in you know again and and, and in my opinion two different bands you got more of a really uh, a dirtier grittier band which was the david lee roth band van Halen, and then you had more melodic sort of love things so it's hard to compare those two bands, but you got to give Sammy a little credit to step into that role because that was a big, big role to fill. But um, you know, um, I, I think I, reading some of the things that I read, and you kind of read between lines, I think Dave kind of regretted that. My opinion. Dave probably smacked me in the head if he was here
1: now and told me I'm wrong, but I don't know. I don't know. Well, that's a really good point. I. Can't give the exact numbers, but I remember reading when you compare the Eat 'em and Smile tour and the 5150 tour. It was something like Dave did eight Van Halen songs a night, and Van Halen was only doing two or three Dave era songs. So, in other words, right. he was still going like, I am Van Halen. And then you look at that 2002 tour when him and Sammy played together. Was it 02 or 03? I think it was 02. It was, um,
2: Oh, oh, one, oh, two, I think. Okay, yeah.
1: So that yeah, was, yeah, because because I, I, and the reason I, I saw him in '99 up in Atlantic City, so yes, it was. Oh. Oh, wait, 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 wait. So if you saw him in in '99 in Atlantic City, so that was the same era as the Finland show, and that was the DLR band album. All the DLR. When you saw him in '99, rather than just going to setlist.fm, do you remember if it was mostly Van Halen and then like two songs in the DLR band album, and that was it, or if he went deep cuts? I think it was um I think it was again
2: this is going back. Um, you gotta remember I was in Atlantic City, so that was a different <laughs> month. And I got a great story for that too. Sure, I, please. I got a lot, I got a lot of great stories. Um, I if I, I wanna say it was probably I may be wrong. So some Van Halen David Ross fans are like, oh, I'm an idiot, but I wanna <laughs> say it was probably 60, 40 maybe DLR to Van Halen, but it was a lot of Van Halen. I mean, he, he's always played Van Halen. It's always been a Van Halen thing for him. I, you know, I mean, even, you know, now, of course, when he did Eat Him and Smile and, you know, Skyscraper, because those were so big and he had that material. But, I mean, come on, he still played jump at the end. I mean, he still, you know, and again, everything you read is he hated jump because he hated the keyboards. But,
1: damn, he finishes with jump for the last 20-some-odd years. Yeah, he finished the <laughs> Vegas shows that I saw the in early twenty twenty. Those finished with jump. Um, the the skyscraper tour. The videos I've seen it finishes with jump. Yeah, so I guess that's just been the closer since eighty six or something like that. But you said a, you had a good story about Atlantic City.
2: Well, I got I got stories everywhere. But the Atlantic City. So um, you know, I live we live in Richmond, Virginia. So red rains out of Richmond, Virginia. That's yeah. where we live. So um, I was in another band at the time. Uh, and the only significance of that is the singer of Red Rain, Bubba, was in that band as well. But uh, I had fo- we, we had formed that band with a, a good friend of mine that I grew up with. Anyway, my good friend and I, Joel, one of my close friends, John, and another really close friend of mine, Jeff, who is a big Van Halen fan, too. Uh, we've gone to him and I are the ones that traveled every Van Halen show. All right. That's out of the way. Um, so we drove up to Atlantic City. It was at uh, Trump Marina. Oh, yeah we got shows. So if you've been to Trump Marina, you know, you go in and if you haven't, I'm going to kind of try to explain this so people can, you go, I think you went up an elevator and then as you got up to the elevator, you went right down this huge hallway. So, and if you've been at casino, you know, there's shops and everything and you're walking and then right halfway in the middle was a bar. Okay. Um, And the bar almost looked like the bar on Cheers. It was just this big square bar probably had 15 rows, you know, whatever side. So we get there and my buddy Joel uh, was, a, was a musician, at, was, a, uh, was in a pretty big punk band back in the day and had moved to LA and was a musician. And he said, look, I know this guy, Kieran, who's the sound guy. So I'm going to go see if Kieran can, you know, what he can do first later. So Joel goes his way. My buddy Jeff, uh, who has the luck of the Irish, always finds his way backstage and goes, well, I'm going to go try this. My buddy John and I—we like to gamble too. So he's like, "I'm going to go check this out." I'm like, "Okay, well, I'm going to go to the bar and get a drink." I had just bought this shirt, and I, I'm sure everybody's seen it. It's the Got Roth, yeah, on the front, and on the back it says "David Lee Roth is Van Halen," yeah. Okay, I just—I just purchased that for this show, so I'm walking, and I heard something. So I turned my head like this, and as I turned back around to walk to the bar, this guy pulls me over, knocks me down. And I look up and I'm like, holy, can- I don't know if I can cuss or not. I'm sorry, but yeah, yeah, please. please I do. went, holy shit. Sebastian Bach. So I ran right into Sebastian Bach, ran me over. And he goes, hey, man, I'm really sorry. He helps me up. And he looks and he goes, that's a cool shirt, man. And I'm like, thanks. Yeah, big Dave fan. He goes, yeah. I said, uh, are you, what are you playing tonight? He goes, no, I'm going to see Dave. He sat two rows in front of us. Sebastian Bach did. So that's crazy, you know? And I got, I took, I, we got a picture with him. I got a picture at home with Sebastian. So that's one of my stories at a, a David Lee Roth Van Halen story. But I just thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, we um, we were close. We saw the show, but it was so funny because like Dave came out and everybody's standing, and, and you know I'm I'm small. I'm five, I'm five six and a half, five seven, and right yeah. in front of me, Sebastian, goddamn box, it's six and four. I can't tell him.
1: <laughs> yeah. So
2: it was a great great show and then i went and ga- so the show was over at midnight and i gambled from midnight to six in the morning
1: well <laughs> i applaud everything that you just said yeah. uh, sebastian bach who i've never interviewed is known to have great taste in bands regardless of how you feel about some of the decisions he's made he's yeah yes and van halen fanatic and he recently had a feud with Stephen Piercy of rat but he loves rat so <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah on that he-
2: he was a very nice guy. So we had that little exchange and then he went to the bar. I actually had walked away and then I came back to the bar and he was sitting there. And I, the only spot, which is crazy, was so he had his back sort of like sideways, like talking to, I think, his wife or girlfriend. Yeah. I hope. You know. um, <laughs> but I, the only place that I could get a drink was like, so I was standing behind his back and he had turned around and he goes, I remember that shirt. And he had just put out uh, Bring a Back Alive.
1: Yes, on Spitfire Records. Yes, right.
2: And I just turned to him and said, "Hey, man, I didn't get a chance to tell you, but I love the new album." He's like, "Thanks, man." And he, he was, you know, you hear stories. You always hear stories about rock stars and movie stars. He he couldn't have been any nicer, you know. Um, and again, I did It wasn't like I talked to him for more than two or three minutes, but he was very gracious, very nice. But yeah, I've I've been reading stories about him and Jericho and yeah, uh, and 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 Piercy, but and and he's
1: kind of gone off the political rails a little bit, but. Hey, man, that's his opinion. You know, it it happens. But uh, not being political here. So I used to go to Atlantic City a lot as a kid because my parents were big gamblers, but like successful gamblers, like knowing how to get the money out of the slot machines. So then they keep going every month. Hey, do you want to come back? Uh, Yeah. Room. So. You know, here I am 10 years old, 11, 12, 13. And they're like, hey, uh, here's 20 bucks and quarters. Go to the arcade. We're going to gamble. <laughs> <laughs> so I went a ton. And I remember Trump Marina used to be Trump Castle. I think that was a re- that was one of the two casinos that was like off the boardwalk that was like in the weird remote part of Atlantic City. Yeah. So when you okay.
2: would, when you would come into the city, obviously... It was all the way to the left, all the way on the Yeah, left. To the Borgata I don't guys. think it was. I don't, you would know more. So don't, I I never heard it called Trump Castle because when we went, it was brand new. So yeah. I don't know. So I, that I don't know. That part I, I couldn't tell you.
1: What I'm getting at is if David Lee Roth in 1999 was playing an off boardwalk Atlantic City casino <laughs> and not yeah. a Caesars, I don't think the Borgata was yet a big thing in 99. But if, Nineteen ninety nine, David Lee Roth was doing that. Obviously, he wasn't getting the great bookings, which right would, right would be back in three years. I think the the Sammy tour did really big numbers. The the story I heard from uh, Sammy's old keyboard player Jesse Harms is that they did want to bring the tour to Asia and Europe and all that, and it was Sammy who said no, not Dave. Yeah, I don't doubt that. I don't. You know,
2: it's funny. Um, And again, I, I think Dave is, is sort of an evil genius when it comes to that. Um, I've read stories, I've heard stories and I've, I've actually heard, um, Sammy even say that, 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 you know, you saw the whole thing where they were fighting with each other. Both of them said that was more of a show than it was. I think they, I, I, I I think I heard Sammy on Howard Stern said, look, I don't have a problem with the guy, you know, but I, I think there's probably a little bit of an ego thing, but, um, I think he said, really, there was only really one night where they really didn't get along. But, um, you know, everything you read, and and again, I I love David Lee Roth, but, you know, I I would have to assume he might sometimes not be the easiest guy to
1: be with, (laughs) you know, I I don't know. I only assume as much. I I recently found, which eventually we'll post on this podcast, an interview that I taped with Dave in 2004, Mm -hmm. and he was I only listened back to it at like two weeks ago, and he was off the charts, a pleasure to talk with. I'm sure he could be nice to anybody for 20 minutes if he wants to be. But well, you know, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You know, I, I learned
2: my lesson a long time ago. So, and, and, I, and I'll tell you this quick story, and it's not Van Halen related, but I told you about the old band I was in with my singer from mm-hmm. Red Ring. We were lucky enough. We, we got a call. We had done it. We didn't really do a lot out of Richmond, but we did some And I got a call from a buddy who was promoting a venue here. And he says, Hey man, I, I got an opening. Would you like it? And I said, sure. And it was quiet riot. Okay. But it was the MTV quiet, right? So it was Kevin DeBrow, Rudy Sarzo, Carlos Cavazo, and Frankie Benelli. Yes. So it was like, hell yeah. So we did the show and, uh, we were told to be there at a certain time. We go there and Rudy, I, I was, they were sort of standing around. It was Rudy and Carlos Cavazzo mm-hmm. and they were in one little pack. We had walked in and they, and so Rudy just walked over and goes, Hey, y'all the, open, you know, the opening say, so it, it couldn't have been any nicer. Rudy Sarzo yeah. pleasure. Carlos Cavazzo came over, said, hi, I never met uh, Kevin DeBrow, but then Frankie Benelli came in and Frankie, um, was the biggest ass I ever met in my life. And he was such an ass and such a jerk that I never forgot it. And I'm a pretty easygoing guy. Well, fast forward to 2017 with Red Rain, and we, our management calls us and says, hey, got a show for you with Quiet Riot. And I'm like, ah, oh, okay. You know what? I'm older now. I, if I meet Frankie, you know, I, I don't like, you know, and I'm, I'm carrying this <laughs> whole grudge, right? So we travel to the venue. Uh, Their sound check was supposed to be at 4. We're getting reports that Frankie's plane is late. So everything's running late. Frankie shows up at 5.30. The doors open at 6 because they sold a package to meet the band. He goes and plays. He does his thing. And I'm sitting there going,
0: man, that, you know,
2: I have not forgotten 20 years ago. (laughs) Right. So we play our show. They play theirs. And our publicist said, hey, go say hi to Frankie. And I'm like, well, you know, I got to bite my tongue because, you know. It's... And he was the most gracious guy I ever met. He turned around. So my, my point, and he was so nice and he heard he had heard our set. And, you know, so my point being is, and, and I hear this, but, you know, you meet somebody for the first time, you're like, my, they're a jerk. You know, But you don't know what they've been through. You don't know the kind of day they had. If there was ever a time Frankie could have been a jerk, it's, his plane was two and a half hours late. They really didn't get the sound check. And you know, right. as a musician, you know, and he didn't get to eat dinner. You know, it, everything had gone wrong. And he was the most gracious, the nicest, um, you know, uh, was 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 very personable. And so it really opened my eyes like, you know, sometimes you meet your, your idols and your movie stars and your rock stars and they're jerks, but you don't know what they what the day is. So I, I try to give everybody a chance now. So
0: that, that story took,
2: sense. that story took a while, but that's, that was just, you know, so, you know, I, people that I know um, and I won't go to this much. My father, uh, my father has passed a long time ago, but my father was in the movie business. We used to own movie theaters and mm-hmm. was sort of well known. And so I've gotten to meet certain people and, and as time went on, I, I still meet people and people who like, Oh, you know, I met David Lee Roth and, and you get, he's a great guy. Then you get well. He's a little off-putting, and then you get well. He's kind of a jerk. But you never know what day, you know, what
1: day you caught him on. So um, I try to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. That's a fair assessment, right there. So you mentioned seeing him in '99 in Atlantic City. So I assume that you saw the uh, the 2001-2002 tour, the 2004-2005 tour. You saw all those as well. Yep. Got another great story there. Oh so, you got the time, I got the ears. I,
2: I, I've got the time. I just don't want to bore you. But um, so, so I told you about my, so I'll go back to the 99. I told you about my, the four guys with my buddy Jeff, who has the luck of the Irish. He always, whatever. Yeah. yeah So, six months prior to the, the DLR Sammy tour, my buddy's out in LA, Jeff calls me. He goes, dude, you're not going to believe this. I went out with some guy. He's in real estate. They had a big real estate thing out there. He goes, I, I, I think he went to the rainbow. I, I Don't hold me that one. I can't remember. And he goes, you'll never guess who I ran into. And of course, I'm like, dude, you, you could have run anybody. He went to the bar and he started talking to this guy and ended up being Ray Lazier. Oh, yeah. OK. okay. So he starts talking. Actually, this might have been three months. So I might be wrong. This might have been three months of the show. So they're talking. So he says, man, we're talking and. I'm telling him that you, you know, me and and himself, we're big Van Halen fans, and we're going to the show. We're very excited. There's playing in Virginia Beach at the Virginia Beach Amphitheater and so on. And he says, Ray leans over and goes, well, Would you guys like to, would you like backstage passes? And he says, Yeah. He goes, All right, well, here's my Ray, Ray gives him his phone number, right? He says, okay, backstage passes. Well, I'm like, dude, there's no way he's getting, you know, he probably, he probably fake name, you know, fake number two, whatever. Time goes on. And I think he said, call him a day before the show. Don't don't call him before then. I'm sure they were rehearsing. So my buddy Jeff calls him, no answer, leaves a message, says, Hey, I don't know if you remember me. So well, this goes on. So again, we're in Richmond. We're two hours away from Virginia Beach. So we're driving. He's making phone call. Ray doesn't call him back. I said, dude, I told, you know, that's too good to be true. So we go. To the arena, we go to the Virginia Beach Amphitheater, and I'm with my, uh, at, at the time, my girlfriend, who's now my wife, mm-hmm. and another buddy of ours, so four of us went to the show, and Jeff is just bummed out, he's like, I can't believe it, so um, Virginia Beach Amphitheater is really cool, you go in, and it's got the whole amphitheater part, but it's also got a bar, outdoor bar, like a sit-down outdoor bar, it's beautiful, I'm sure a lot of places do.
1: Is that the Jiffy Lube Live?
2: Yes, it's now Jiffy Lube Live, I'm sorry, yeah. but yeah, it's called Virginia Beach. So the whole time you're in there, you're, all they're pushing is Sammy Lee's te- I mean, Sammy Lee, Sammy's tequila, yeah. you know. So we're sitting down there drinking, and Jeff is just bummed. He goes, you know what, I'm, I'm going to try something. And he walks away. He goes to Will Call, and there's two tickets waiting for us. So didn't forget, right? So we're real excited. We're like, and again, we're, we've been Daily Raw fans for, you know, since high school. And we're like, we're this close now. We've always said we were going to meet him. We're this close, so uh, my my, my wife and my friend go get in the seats. So I said, "Look, we're going to go back there and see if we can see Dave." So we go back there. Mm-hmm. Dave's nowhere to be found. Yeah. Um, I, I took a picture and met Brian Green, his guitar player.
1: Oh, Brian Young. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yep. Uh, Brian Young. Excuse me. Brian Brian, Young.
1: Brian Green was on nine hundred two one zero, but hey, it's yep, yep.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry, I, yeah, Brian Brian Young. You're right. I, yeah, I yeah, met yeah. Brian Young. That's when I met Ray Luzier out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he had, and damn it, I can never remember his name, who I ended up talking to for an hour after the show was. Um, the bassist? Uh, yeah. Le, uh, James Libenzo, James Lemenzo. Lemenzo. yeah. James. Yeah. Lomenzo. James Lomenzo. Yeah. Nice guy. So we met all of them. Well, so like I said, my buddy Jeff, he doesn't care. So he goes, come on, we're going this way. I'm like, dude, I don't know if we're supposed to be back here. We walk in right when the whole crew's eating. And it's one of those things where like the door slams and every head looks at you. And we were like, oh, shit. So I'm like, I'm, I'm not comfortable with this. So I walk out. Jeff walks in. He walks, opens the door and walks right into Sammy Hagar while he's getting dressed. Right? Okay. <laughs> comes, I'm at the scene. comes back. goes, you won't believe it. So anyway, the show goes on. And uh, it was the night where Sammy played first. Mm-hmm. So Jeff's like, look, I'm going to go backstage now and see if I can see Dave. Dave was literally pulling up into a limo 10 minutes before he goes on stage. And they said he was out at the beach surfing, <laughs> and so Jeff saw him get out and come in. So anyway, show goes. He's you know Dave's killing it. We go backstage. we have our backstage passes, and they're not letting you in yet. Now, and again, this is hard to 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 sort of visualize, but you kind of go around the venue, and then they got this long fence that runs to a wall. But at the, so Jeff goes, "Come on!" So we go down, and the very end there's an opening like this from the fence to the wall. So we. Slither through it so we don't wait, and it comes around to where the parking lot is. We're walking, it's pitch black, but you can see that there's a deck back there where they're putting everybody that got backstage passes. We're walking by the tour buses, you can't see a thing, Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, I'm getting ready to take a step, and I feel a hand slap me on the chest and says, You can't be here. And I was like, "No, No, no, I got a backstage pass. He goes, You can't be standing here. I literally looked down, and was this far from stepping on David Lee Roth. He had taken a towel and laid in the parking lot after the show and was laying there like he was suntanning, but you couldn't see him. You couldn't see anything. The guy saw – so we almost stepped on him. And I just looked down and went, hey, he goes, hey. We And the guy moved us, walked around, and that was it. That, that was as close – that's the second closest time I've been next to him, but never really said anything to him. And then he got on the tour bus and left. But I, but I talked to James Lomenzo
1: for about an hour. He was a great yeah, guy. yeah, he's a really nice guy. He did his time in Megadeth and White Lion, and really yep. accomplished player. And I think he was there for like four, five years. Like he came in after um, I can't think of the the, the blonde guy that was in, on that Finland show that I've mentioned twenty times already. Uh, but yeah, James seems like he was there from like 2001 to 2006.
2: Yeah yeah
1: yeah he was um
2: i think that's right because he went to megadeth after that right he was he was in megadeth after david lee roth if
1: i remember correctly oh six oh seven somewhere yeah, yeah. down there so i think personally now granted it's the first times i got to see dave live but i saw him i think four or five times between oh four oh five oh six oh6. I think that that's kind of the last amazing backing band he had of all-star players. You were talking about how great Ray is. I agree. I think Brian Young is as good as anybody he's played with. Am I out of my mind, or is that one of the best bands he had?
2: The Eat and Smile band was the best band he ever had. I mean, Sheehan and Vi and Greg Bissonette, that's probably – the best band he had. But I would say, yeah, the, that, uh, that 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 um, the Sammy Roth tour was was a damn good band. Damn good band. Yeah. But I, I don't think you compare those guys to like a Billy. I mean, Billy Sheehan <laughs> and,
1: you know, Steve.
2: Uh, I mean, that's
1: just Greg Bissonnette.
2: I mean, those guys are just
1: they're at the top of their game. So fair point right there. So you said that you saw Van Halen on the 07 and the 12 tour as well? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. I, I,
2: saw, I saw all three tours when Dave was back. They had three.
1: Uh, it, because they did 07 and then they did smaller markets in 08, was that? They did 07. They did 07, they did 12, and they did 15. You, I can't believe I just forgot that. You're right. The last shows were in 15. The Hollywood Bowl was the last thing because A Different Kind of Truth was 12? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, different Kind of Truth, one of the greatest reunion albums ever, would you say? I'd, well, so th-
2: this is funny, and, and I'm, I know I'm not the only one, but Different Kind of Truth was a great album, but I'd heard it before because, you know, they're all demos. And I've got stacks and stacks and stacks of bootlegs.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, okay.
2: <laughs> so I've heard, I've heard she's the woman, you know. Uh, um, you know, but but it was a great album. I mean, that's a great comeback album for people who who don't aren't Van Halen fanatics. Um, and you like Van Halen. If you didn't like that album, then you really didn't like Van Halen. Cause it brought back sort of that Van Halen sound again, even though Eddie's tone was a little different, but, uh, but it brought back the sound and, you know, Roth sounded really good in the studio. You know, they made his voice sound good, you know, live, not so good, but I don't think it matters. You know, you know, when talking, like, like I said, when, we, when I would do interviews about our band and they would, we'd always kind of tail off on this. It's like, you know, If you're looking for a perfect voice, there aren't many who can sing live perfectly. Right. There are people who do, but it's more of a personality. The fact that, and I remember in 07 when the curtain dropped in Charlotte, and that was the first show they played in 07. The reunion started in Charlotte. I was there at the very first one. It didn't matter if Dave could sing. The fact that he's standing right there beside Edward Van Halen was just a monster moment. You know, 25 years, those guys were in the press that couldn't stand each other, you know, <laughs> whether that was true or not. I don't know. But well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there was differences. But, you know, the fact that they were standing on stage. So it didn't matter if Dave could sing all the notes or Dave didn't sing all the words. I mean, he never did. You know, and, and it always used to. It, it, it still pisses me off to this day that people are like, oh, my God, he forgot the words. Most people don't understand. That's kind of a gift. <laughs> You know, they, they believe it and, it, and
1: it's, it's a gimmick
2: and, kind,
1: and uh, kind of a gimmick. It is a gimmick because of course it is. Show, yeah. Yeah, look I mean, at all the people here tonight. I, yep. can't, I forgot the fucking words, you know. Right.
2: Hey, buddy, don't stick your tongue out of me or I'll fuck your girlfriend. That was yeah. one that he did. I mean, you know. Oh, and the other one, it's so funny because um, um, I just started working out again. And so what I do is I take my iPad and I, I try yeah. to find a live show. And I brought back up the old Baltimore show in 82, Largo, Maryland, oh. not Baltimore, Largo, one of the greatest shows. Yeah. And, and you know, he did the, um, you know, uh, oh, what was the bit he did? He, you know, oh, you know what? You guys are so rowdy. We don't have to play another show in the United States. You know, you're the yeah. rowdiest crowd ever. And people, it, it's great. I mean, it, it. but that's what a front man does. Yeah. And there aren't many that are that good at it. People can say there are. They're not. I mean, I can name a few. But Dave is the top-notch frontman, but you got to throw slash showmanship there. You know, yeah. there's nobody. There was probably the only guy that might have been better than him was Jim Dandy because that's where he got it from.
1: Yes, I'm working to try and get a Jim Dandy interview for this podcast. I, I didn't wow. even know I got the. We'll forward this to Jim and we'll we'll see. A lot yeah. of people have been critical about that one, but the list of like things that Dave said at every show. It, it, wouldn't you put up there the we're re- recording this for a live album tonight or you, is it like you're going to be on TV tonight?
2: Yeah. Yeah. But I, I just remember like the first time I heard him say, um, where, the, where he would look at, he looked at the guy and I, I brought it up. He's like, look, at the guy, he goes, um, or, or said something. He says, Hey, don't stick, you know, And I said, don't stick your tongue at me. I'm a fuck your girlfriend. I was like, Oh man, you know, this guy's the greatest. And then the next tour came, he said the same thing. I was like, well, wait a minute. Yeah. I think I've heard that before, you know, but, you know, people don't get it. They don't get it, and it's so. So now it becomes. Well, I don't really understand what Ross doing. So now I'm going to be critical. He can't sing. He doesn't remember the words. You know, it becomes critical. Yeah. Like, then you don't understand a Van Halen show.
1: Yeah, uh, when my wife and I went to see two of the Vegas shows last January, one of the reviews was, "And he doesn't remember the words," and it's like, "You idiot!" <laughs> right, right. It's so <laughs> stupid go go do your research
2: it's crazy
1: exactly well i got two more questions for you because you've been so generous with your time and they're about you and red green and the first one is you guys recently had a song featured on all All, I i can't even talk all elite wrestling aew on on dark how did that happen now granted hard rock and wrestling have their many many overlaps but In your case, was it one of the wrestlers was a fan of Red Rain?
2: No, it's a funny story. There's a gentleman here in Richmond, um, a gentleman named Mikey Ruckus. Mikey is the music director for AEW. Um, Oh, yes. Yeah. yep. And Mikey actually just put out his own album. And uh, I don't know him as well as uh, Stevie, our guitar player, knows him. But um, Mikey, uh, we've talked a little bit. Super nice guy. I, I'm I'm so excited for him. He's got his new album out. I hope he, I hope he kills it. You know, it's great. But he reached out to us and said, "Hey, would you guys like to be featured on AEW?" We we're like, "Hell yeah!" You know that that's great. You know, any any promotion, it's good promotion. So we got very lucky, and um, and uh, and so that's how the song ended there. they played the title track called "Red Rain."
1: Got it. And which wrestler was at the entrance for? Do you remember Matt? Uh, uh, Heart, heart. Oh, that's the Matt Hardy entrance song. You guys, I believe that was it. Yeah, that's. I'm sorry. Really, really should know
2: the answer to that. I should know the answer to that. I'm sorry.
1: If if it's Matt Hardy, that is one of the top wrestlers of the last 25
2: years. It was not Matt Hardy, then that's not it. It was. um I don't remember. I don't remember. It was not Matt Hardy. It was not
1: Matt. I'll look it up. We'll put it in because the
2: the heart that Matt Hardy is part of the Hardy Boys, right? Yes yeah then it's not it's not him it was somebody else I think it was like heart or I I don't know I I should know that I'm very sorry I don't (laughs) no problem wrestling is not for everybody (laughs) well I love I love the old I I have not really I'll be honest and it's sad I don't really watch wrestling anymore I used to love it I mean I was a four horsemen fan and flair obviously flair uh but but um I, you know, I, am now, you know, now that I'm, and I'm not saying I'm older and it's different. I, I love wrestling and, and never, I can watch it, but you know, now I'm married and have a daughter. And so when I get home, it's more about them and my wife and my daughter. And, and so I don't, I don't always get to watch what I want to watch. So I have to pick and choose, but
1: um, well, clearly but no, it Dick was Roth was also a Four horsemen fan because you know, there's, <laughs> there's a little bit of Ric Flair in them.
2: Oh, there's a lot of, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But, um, but it was, it was a great honor. It really was. And, and, um, and, and, you know, AEW was gracious to, to allow us to, to do that. And Mikey uh, really um, was gracious enough to ask. And so we, we couldn't be more thankful to,
1: to both, both of those entities. So it's good. And then the last question should be the easiest. Where do we go online to find more information about you, your various endeavors and red rain? I don't have the answer to that. I'm kidding.
2: Um, <laughs> Um so we're we're Red Rain and it's R E D R E I G N. Yes. So Red Rain. Um you can look up Red Rain band. Um that's our we we we've sort of threw up a new website. We're still in the in the building process but you can see it. Uh we're on Facebook Red Rain uh band. Uh the music is on iTunes, on every downloadable site. iTunes, Spotify. Um, we are uh, Google Music, Apple, you know, everything. So that's really a good way. So if you look up Red Rain, there's videos out there. We had a music video we put out two years ago with the title track. We're getting ready to, uh, um, we've been, you know, real quick to kind of give us some plugs, shameless plugs about the band. But um, we've been on and off tour with Tesla for the last three years. Um, we have played with some of the other bands. So you can kind of find we play with Doc and we played yeah. with Lita Ford, Quiet Riot. Uh YT, by the way. Y and T, one of my favorite bands. Oh um, yeah. And 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 here's a little known unknown or known fact for a lot of people, and I think uh they may know this, but YNT, Dave Manichetti, was when David Lee Roth left, they tried to get Dave Manichetti in the band.
1: That I've band. never heard before. You hear about Patty Smythe, you hear about uh you hear about Mitch Malloy for the, the third rung that he was supposed to be the guy before Sharon, but I've never heard that Manicetti was considered for it. There was a story that uh, Eddie reached out to Dave Manichetti, Whether it's true or not, that I don't know.
2: Um, and I met him, but I didn't. I, I, you know, I don't want to bring that up, but but um, <laughs> but but I, but I did. I, I did hear that. And then, so we opened up with him, and that was great. So we we're touring a lot of those other bands. And then here's my last story for you. And then, and then if you want me off, I'll get off.
0: <laughs> Thanks.
2: We opened for Extreme last year.
1: Everyone loves Extreme. I mean, well, let's face
2: it. So here's my story for that. <laughs> and I'll leave you on this story. Sure. Um, David Lee Roth fan, obviously, didn't like Van Hagar, hated Van Halen 3. Okay. Did not like, I, I was never really an Extreme fan. Did not like Gary Sharon. So we play, we get to the venue. We got our time call. I go upstairs <laughs> and um, there's another show. And I hope you don't mind if I mention this because these guys were really uh, um, very um, instrumental in getting red rain to where we are. But it's it's a, it's a show called The Classic Metal Show. Mm-hmm. My friend Neely and Chris Aiken, the really good friends of mine. But um, I was I, I talked to Neely a lot. I don't talk to Chris as much, but I've been talking to Chris. And I said, hey, you won't believe it because they know me very well and no and they said you said you won't believe who we're opening for this gig we got and I told him and he and so Chris says you're going to love Gary Sharon I'm like ah you know I don't know I got this you know again I got this thing in my head well I met him and (laughs) you know again this makes me look like an asshole he was the sweetest most genuine guy I ever met and I told myself I wasn't going to talk about Van Halen but I did and he answered every question And he really um, very generously, but didn't didn't mean to wasn't like, hey, this because I told him I was a Raw fan. I was very honest. And the first thing he says, he says, well, so am I. You know, I, (laughs) I had to pick, you know. But the one thing he said to me was, you know, Sam, he says. I knew people didn't like me and I knew I was stepping into a whirlwind, he said. But here's the funny thing. Think about this. You're a singer and Eddie Van Halen calls you and says, I want you to sing in my band are you going to say no? And you know, you're going to get a backlash. He said, but I stood on stage with arguably the greatest guitar player to ever pick the instrument up. What would you have done? And I said, you know, and so that's another story I had, but he was so great. Just, just uh, and him and I spoke for like 45 minutes. He just sat there and we spoke. So, so that I told you, you know, so, so I'm, I'm, you know, you play that seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. I'm one degree away from David Lee Roth. Damn it. And I got, you know, when I meet him,
1: that'll be, that'll be it. Hopefully you don't step on him the next time.
2: I I, I, I try not to. And, and, <laughs> but, but, uh, but this has been fun and I, I really appreciate you letting me uh, obviously talk about my passion as well, which is Van Halen,
1: David Lee Roth. And uh, let me talk about my band a little bit. So. My pleasure looking forward to getting this out and keep me posted on all ends about what's coming up for red rain. Hope to eventually see you guys live because you guys gig with so many bands I do listen to regularly. So got to see you eventually. What, what, uh, what location are you in real quick? New York, Long Island.
2: Okay. So you're up in New York. Okay. Um, closest we've gotten up there is Pittsburgh.
1: Never say never.
2: (laughs) Well, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. And, um, and I, and I will keep you, I will keep you, uh, you know, um, Informed of things that we're doing if we come up that way, and and thank you again.
1: This this has been great. My pleasure, Sam. Have a great
2: rest of the day. You too. Take care. Take bye care. Bye.